This episode is made possible in collaboration with Snyder Electric. Leading to me is about challenging yourself, about getting outside your comfort zone. It's about showing people what you can offer to the world and not being afraid to show them. Sometimes you might succeed, sometimes you might fail, but all the lessons come together and make you a better person. Around the world, women are unlocking an equal future for everyone. They are breaking stereotypes, fighting inequality, and leading boldly in places where historically women were left out. You are listening to World Women in Charge, a podcast that shares stories of women around the world who are challenging the status quo and shattering the glass ceiling to lead the change. I'm your host, Rupa Dash, the CEO of World Women Foundation. Today's guest is Damilola Ogibi. Damilola is the CEO and the Special Representative of the UN Secretary General for Sustainable Energy for All. She's also the co-chair of UN Energy. Originally from Nigeria, Damilola spent most of her youth in England. She worked on construction before moving on to the energy sector. I've always, at a young age, wanted to see things being built and seen through. I, I, I'm still one of those believers that infrastructure can, can end poverty. After that, um, got married <laughs> and I wanted to do a little bit more in the development space. Luckily, my husband wanted to move back to Nigeria, which was perfect for me. So, um, I also got a job working for the UK government, advising the Lagos state government and, and Lagos is a city in Nigeria, probably the largest city in Africa with 21 million people on what their public-private partnership strategy would be in infrastructure and also in energy. While there, I just got obsessed with energy and how energy can live here policy. When Damilola was only 26, she dared to approach the governor of Lagos with a bold idea. So one day I walked up to the governor and I told him that it would be really great if he allowed me to build an um, independent power project in the state um, that focused on providing power for healthcare, education, but more importantly, even his courthouses that were basically running on diesel gensets. Um, at that time, he basically laughed at me and most of the people in the room did as well, because most people don't walk up to governors. But luckily, about a month later, I was called back to actually do a full presentation for him, which I did. And um, the focus of the presentation was to showcase how it could be private sector driven and how the state did not have to come up with the capital outlay to do the project. Damilola spearheaded several projects to provide solar energy to hundreds of schools. Her outstanding achievement brought her even bigger opportunities. I was called to work for the vice president of Nigeria, the advisor of actually the president 
on energy, but sitting in the vice president's office of which I led his advisory power team. That again was exciting. Just introducing people to renewable energy, understanding just what it could do, but more importantly, providing power to communities, especially women and children. That's, that's kind of like my thing because platform is a good thing to do. Um, they're actually the, the generation that can actually bring the most economic growth to the country. And I think sometimes that is forgotten about how much a female entrepreneur can actually bring it to the table. After that, Damilola led a government agency in Nigeria that provided rural electrification across the country. She then became the CEO of Sustainable Energy for All and moved to United States. She is now helping the global effort to achieve the Sustainable Development Goal number seven. That is about providing access to affordable, reliable, sustainable, and modern energy for all by 2030. I was called one day, asked if this role will suit me. I thought it was a joke. I didn't really respond, then I was called again. Um, And what really drove me to this role was I felt that first I wanted to show a different aesthetic of what an African woman can bring to the table. I wanted to encourage a lot of African girls who might not have had the upbringing that I was very, very privileged to have. And by that, do not have by default the opportunities that I was privileged to have. And more importantly, showcasing why hard work can actually get you. Um, So that was what was with me in my personal journey, my professional journey was just critical and It's part of my drive to show people around the world that this is a crisis and this is an emergency of what's happening in the developing countries. And um, I think that would continue advocating for this till the grave. Um, And just really excited that I was given the opportunity and very humbled as well. There are a lot of people who could be doing my job and I, I don't take it for granted. As a woman of color working in the energy sector, Damilola lacked role models she could look up to. There was nobody specifically focusing on energy and climate that I could look to and say, okay, great. Um, Not because they have some amazing climate activists, but someone who came from like an engineering world. I wanted to build projects and things like that. No, I, I, I hadn't seen that before, but that's what made it really interesting to try and be one of the first people to be that way. Even before joining Sustainable Energy for All, Damilola was a trailblazer in her field. I was the first general manager of the Lagos State Electricity Board and I was the first managing director of the Rural Electrification Agency and I I believe I'm the first African female of um, Sustainable Energy for All and being an undersecretary as well. So it's nice to be fast, but again, it's a little bit depressing as well because you would hope that there were other women. And But, you know, I'm here now, so I'm hoping that that just, you know, we continue the momentum and understand it's really important. And women in the space, there's just an extra responsibility for us not to mess up so other women can come after us. This mentality guides Damilola's leadership style. 
leading to me is about challenging yourself, about getting outside your comfort zone. It's about showing people what you can offer to the world and not being afraid to show them. Sometimes you might succeed, sometimes you might fail, but all the lessons come together and make you a better person. Throughout her career, Damilola became disappointed with the lack of support from other women. I've met some some women that I was hoping would be mentors and they haven't been if anything they have they've hindered growth because they wanted to be the only one on top and and that was very disappointing for me and that's why I I've always made this effort because I want so many other women around me but we have to stop talking about it and we have to stop feeling bad because we want other women around us and we have to be able to take the heat of if people query and say why are you doing this and be honest about it and it's a responsibility for that other woman that we brought up not to mess up so we don't look bad as well and i think it's really important that we explain that to each other um saying it's an opportunity but it holds a really big responsibility if you come in here here damilola shares what she learned from this experience be careful of your support system make sure the people around you really support you and if you're thinking about marriage if you don't have to but if you are make sure you're marrying for the person you want to become not the person you are at that time and and i say this really sincerely because if my husband and my family weren't truly supportive i mean i've moved halfway around the world to do this i wouldn't be able to give it 100% so your friends people you surround yourself with it's a very lonely role it's very very important you have a, a good support system around you to keep you going in times where you could be you know it can get to you and you could wonder why aren't people understanding i think it would be wrong for me to make it seem like i'm always happy and everything is always together that's that's not how it is at all um and and my support system including my children have been amazing in um you know really supporting me to do this role despite now having a great support system damilola continues to face obstacles in her career but she has learned to take those challenges as opportunities for growth i think it's important to be okay with not being okay if that's cliche It's important to realize that you're not going to know everything and to not get as down like I'm very very hard on myself um and that's why I'm lucky I have children because by default they make me think of something else but I'm extremely hard on myself and it's it's not always necessary and it's not always constructive and it doesn't mean that you're not working hard you just have to take the lessons learned even some you know big heart-wrenching things that have happened to me in my professional career i've literally taken it as lessons learned and how am i going to improve myself i don't know how to stop working which is also something that's not very good but i i do have times in the day now where i take stock and say look is this the best way to approach this you know listening more understanding the person i'm speaking to before i get there instead of just assuming that i know everything and they don't know that much and i need to tell them everything about energy it's important for me to say look what point of view do you come with this cuz you know i want to know what you are interested in so i can change my scope to suit what you are interested in cuz we talk about inclusiveness 
just and equitable. I believe that and I preach that. I think that's um, what I would I would speak to. I don't know if it's my younger self or other women that we are just by default very, very, very hard on ourselves. And it's not always that constructive. But I'm not going to lie to any woman and say, don't worry, you can work less and it's fine. And, you know, it's it's just we haven't we haven't reached that position yet. And I'm hoping that soon we can actually have a proper work to life balance um, because it's needed as well for your mental wellness as well. Because Damilola knows firsthand the challenges for women in the energy sector, she tries to support other women like her. As women, we have to actually support other women. Um, let's not just say you're supporting other women, like be unapologetic about supporting women, about who you hire, who you mentor, how you bring people across um, and not want to be the only one in a space. But Damilola knows that including women in her sector is not her sole responsibility. A change for women for stop to get into the sector has to be is when these programs are designed, um, insisting um, that if there's any type of government subsidy program or any type of um, funding related program, that the company that it's going to or the organization the money is going to has to have an equal representation of women working for them. And this is on women, you know, at the assistant admin level or women all through the value chain. I think that is very, very critical to actually look at their gender profiles and their gender mix. And that by default will allow a lot more women to, to enter the space. Besides encouraging other women, Damilola hopes that her work will help people realize how essential sustainable energy is. I think some people forget that energy is life itself. Most of us have never grown up without energy. We take it so much for granted, right? I ask all these young people sometimes, especially activists, is there a time that you just decided not to have your phone or even your laptop on for just a week. Forget electricity or bathing with water or or just doing anything that you default to electricity. Can everyone just try that for a week, a couple of days and understand just how uncomfortable it is? That is what people's lives are. If you are at a major operation, I remember this very clearly because I had just done a project where we gave... Um, electrical power to a hospital, a baby hospital in my state, actually, in Lagos. And um, I came with my KPI board like I do, you know, expecting them to go, oh, it's so great to have electricity now. You know, we can work longer. Um, But what the nurse said was like, do you understand what you've done? It only takes seven seconds for a mother or baby or both to die if the power cuts out during an operation. And that just, yeah, that was just it. Because you never related to infant mortality. You never related to saving people's lives. And that's what we're trying to do. I don't know of any job better than having the ability to save a baby's life. But on the other side, it's so depressing that something as basic as electricity determines if a child or mother is going to live. So I, I might sound a bit dark, but I think I really need people to understand just how bad things are. 
The other part is not having access to, to clean cooking. You know, we all go into indoor pollution. That's bad. Yeah. But that is killing four million African women. Despite the pressing need to address the issue more seriously, Damilola believes that we have made some progress. Currently, we have about 760 million people who do not have access to electricity at all and about 2.6 billion people who don't have access to clean cooking. However, a few years ago, this was even more bleak. So we have made tremendous progress. Some of this progress has happened more in Asia than in Africa. So I'm truly excited about when this program starts making headways in Africa, what it would really bring. It's not just about providing energy, it's what the energy will be used for. It really is the fastest way of getting people out of poverty. We've seen it firsthand. So the more and more we can do it, so we're not in a situation where in 2030 we're still talking about people who don't have access to electricity and clean cooking. Damilola believes that you also have a role to play in solving this issue. You're all able to make a difference today. You're all able to make impact today. To find out more, please visit the Sustainable Energy Forward website. Um, a lot of you listening are probably like climate activists. It's really great if you become energy activists as well. Understand what's happening in your local community. Understanding ways you can actually help at the smallest level. What you can say to your parliament, the people you put in office to say this is one of these critical points. You know, even if you just want to spread the information and spread the word, you can tweet about it, you can put it on Instagram, you can you can challenge people on, on, on how to develop these things. It's just important that we realize and we try and upgrade the conversation just as much as the climate conversation or somewhere near the climate conversation. That's what our goal is in terms of advocacy. We know a lot of people who work for corporates. doesn't matter how much you donate or what you do. The fact is you are still doing it. You know, there's some people who, you know, some really, really great African and Asian entrepreneurs that don't need a lot to invest in their little solar home systems companies. There's, there's just different levels of intervention that you can really, you can really, really bring forward. But the most powerful is your voice on this issue and making sure your voice is heard and can go as far as you can possibly go. And then finally, what people forget is actually being more energy efficient. Switch things off, turn them off. If you don't need them, the more energy we can save, the more energy we can give to other people. I hope that Damilola's story inspired you to be in charge of the change that you want to see. To learn more about Damilola's work, you can visit the Sustainable Energy for All website at sceforall.org. This episode is made possible in collaboration with Snyder Electric. If you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast, World Women in Charge. Your support will help us reach more listeners. For more updates, you can follow World Women Foundation on Twitter and Instagram at World Woman Fund. 
and LinkedIn at World Woman Foundation. That's it for today. We hope to catch you all in our next episode.